Hello, Letterman Row readers, watchers. I am Jeremy Birmingham. This is another episode of Bermanology. And today's guest is 2021 Ohio State commitment Donovan Jackson. Donovan, thank you for taking some time this evening to catch up. Uh, it's been, uh, what, a month and a half now since you announced your recruit? Oh, almost two months. Two months since you committed to Ohio State. Yeah. How has how's life changed? Uh, life's been a lot more quieter, which was, uh, I would say kind of the goal, but, um, being low, just doing what I, just going under the radar, doing what I do best, you know, getting stronger, faster, more flexible, and just, uh, gearing up so I come to Columbus, I can contribute. You know, it's funny, like, you're a pretty low-key guy, um, in the conversations we've had, you can tell that about you, but then I've seen your film. Right, mm -hmm. uh, and you appear to be less low key when playing the game or competing. How do you flip that switch from being the guy you are now, unassuming, calm, peaceful, to the uh, the guy who doesn't look peaceful on the football field? Well, um, on the field, you know, I've been taught by many people like you're not going to get far in football if you're not nasty. So. Just every play, my goal is to move my guy at least 10 yards down the field, if not on the ground. And so if, if, if my guy isn't on the ground, but I made a block, I see it as a loss for me in the offense. If, if I can get my guy down and go, to, go get another guy, opens up more opportunities for the quarterback and running back. So I just try to do the best I can on the field. If, if that means throwing my body at four to five people, I'll do it. And off the field, I just carry myself the way my parents taught me to, just uh, try to be – respectful, humble, stuff like that. One of the things that I think really uh, drew your attention from the Ohio State staff was was that demeanor. Like, is that something that you see as as rare amongst your peers anymore? Like the ability to kind of be two different people. Well, I I wouldn't say it as rare because I, I feel like anybody, anybody, like anybody can do it. But I just feel like the the drive to do it is rare. I'll say that because I I love winning. I'll say that. So if I'll do whatever I can to win. So if if I can if I have the option to put my guy down and go get another guy, so if a running back doesn't have to make a move on a second level, so it's just him and the safety. That, that's gonna be my main goal. And if I can get the safety, that's even better because the running back's running for days. But it's just the nastiness instilled in me from a young age just drives me to do that as a sophomore you were one of um two offensive linemen that were under cl class of 2021 kids selected to the opening finals you went back there as a junior you're looking at a potentially you know three years of doing that is is that is that ability that you have you know and, and the the way that you play the game did you ever expect to, to see all this success? I mean, how, how did this all come about for you? I mean, I'll be honest. If I, like, I'll be lying if I told you I expected all this. You know, uh, coming into, coming out of my eighth grade year, that was when I, that was when my dad finally sat me down and said, like, hey, like, you can go to college for this. And I was kind of like, nah, I mean, like, I was looking at guys on TV, like, no, those are way too big. Like, they, they're so much bigger. Then fast forward a couple months coming to my ninth grade year, that's when I got my offer from Ohio State that's when it kind of set in like, okay, like I, I like, I can do this. Like they, they see it in me. So it's about time I see it in me. And so, um, 
going through those camps, it, I just had to have that mindset, like, I can beat everyone here. It wasn't much of a, a cocky mindset. I, I still respected my opponent. It was just like, I can beat you on every rep that uh, we go against each other. And so it was just, I believe that mindset that um, attracted like Coach Studd and all them. But it's just um, going to the opening, that was a, a, I felt blessed and grateful for that experience because they only, they only invite a lot of underclassmen. And so I just had to make the best of my opportunity uh, going against bigger guys, the class of 2020, going against the class of 2021 guys. But um, winning most of my reps and obviously uh, winning MVP in the end was an experience I'll never forget. Do you remember that first time that Coach Studd in Ohio State saw you at camp? I mean, what was their reaction and what was the initial conversation? Uh, did they have any idea that you had family ties all over Ohio? I mean, how did that – was that like a light bulb over their head or what? Well, they had no idea about uh, who I was until I told them. I was like, hey, uh, um, they, they, I, I told them I was from Texas. They're like, oh you're from Texas and you're coming here, which showed like immediate interest that right. if you're coming all the way down South to Ohio, that means you have interest. So they didn't offer me at my, when I went my eighth grade years at the camp, they offered me probably a, about three, three to two months later. And then that, that's when I told them, I was like, yeah, you know, uh, majority of my family's from Cincinnati. My dad's from Cleveland. They're like, Oh really? <laughs> so that's when they, they started, I would say recruiting me a lot more because before they offered me just a, they, they said, like, oh, you have interest. And they told me, yeah, my, I, most of my family's from Ohio. That's why I went. They are like, oh. So then that's when Coach Dud, at that point, Coach Myers started talking to me. Yeah, that's a little inside baseball for the people watching and listening. There's a little thing called return on investment when it comes to recruiting. And if, if, if you're a player from somewhere far away, uh, it takes a lot more effort for Ohio State to recruit them. But when you have – ties to the state and to the Midwest, it makes them feel a little bit like more comfortable in going out and, and putting in the effort. What did it mean for your family? I mean, we've talked about this a little bit uh, in on Letterman Row and stuff, but when you guys really decided or started to narrow it down and saw that, hey, Ohio State was not only an option, but a, a likely possibility, like a likely outcome, was it harder to than you thought it would be? Like, did you want to find reasons for it not to be Ohio State? I mean, how, how did you guys deal with that? Well, funny enough, um, when I released my, I would say, top 12, I was really only talking to about uh, five of those schools, and Ohio State was one of them. And so when I visited those five schools over my recruiting period, I would always, I would always compare it to Ohio State, like, oh, well, Ohio State has a better this, or Ohio State has a better that. And I kept finding myself comparing it to Ohio State. And so finally, like... Uh, uh, some of my friends, even my dad told me, he's like, if you're comparing so many things against Ohio State, like, I think that's where you want to go. And so when, when I, I was like, okay, we'll, we'll see. But when I visited for the Penn State game, I had no intention of committing. Like, I'll just be like, okay, I'm going to come up for a game. Then I'm going to just go, go back to Texas and keep on like being recruited and go through all that process. But, um, after the game and after the app, I wouldn't say the atmosphere, but after seeing what the, I would say the brotherhood of the team, the glue they have, after sitting down with Coach Stud for some of the day, um, and then coming back to see Coach Day, um, after that, I told my parents, I was like, hey, is it cool if I like commit to Ohio State? And when, when I initially told them, you know, my mom was like overjoyed. Right. She was raised in Cincinnati. My dad was my dad told me, he was like, You gotta be sure about this. Like, there's no going back on your word. I was like, Dad, like, I'm very sure about this. Like, I want to be a buckeye. And so um when I went back into Coach Day's office, he asked me, I was like, hey, so what are your uh, what are your winter plans like? Like, where are you visiting? I was like, well, actually, Coach, my only plan is to commit to Ohio State. 
And then he was overjoyed. Coach Doug came running in the room with coffee in hand. Um, it was a fun time. That day, how bothered were the recruiting staffers who had to take the photos in the horseshoe when it was pouring down rain after that Penn State game? Because um, those, were, those were unique photos. Yeah, they were nice. I, uh, <laughs> I really liked it. The, the guy who took the photos wasn't bothered at all. He was he was just like, hey, man, you ready to go? I was like, yeah, I'm ready to go. Like, I'm just I'm trying to get out. Like, it was like, what, like 40 degrees and pouring rain. But It's so funny uh, because, I, see, I, myself, I'm on the field the entire game shooting photos, and all I want to do is get the hell off of it. Oh, when I, when I put that scarred and gray on, I didn't want to take it off. Like I was, I was ready to go. Like right there, I was like I want to leave this field. That, so I took it as possible. That night, after you were done doing your photos, J.C. Latham was out there taking his with his brother. Mm-hmm. How important was the impact of of you and, and Ben Chrisman and J.C. Latham and Jagger Burton, um, Tristan Lee, all you guys being there that weekend together? How has that group? maintained uh, a closeness since then and do you think that that kind of experience being at a game like that as a group uh helps lead to like an idea that hey maybe we can all do this together down the road well we're all still in uh, constant contact with each other the, the idea is there but we're not i, I wouldn't say like ben and i because i have a great relationship with Ben, but I wouldn't say Ben and I are kind of pushing the idea of hey, let's all team up here. It's like it's mainly like hey, when are you visiting? Like if you're visiting, let me see if I can come up that day so we can just spend the day together. Um, I talked to Tristan a lot at the All American game uh, down in San Antonio. I talked to uh, uh, Jager a little bit at the Penn State game, and I, I I briefly talked to JC for at the Penn State game, but um, it's just. I, I believe we're visiting on similar days or close to similar days, but it's the, the idea is definitely there. We sometimes talk about it. I mean, I, we, when, after you committed, you told me that your, your idea really is to not be the, the pressure sales guy, Ben, Ben may be a little different, right? Like Ben's a little more over the top with, uh, Hey, you know what to do. Get I'll, say, I, I'll, say, yeah, right. I'll say Ben's a lot more hands. Yeah. How do you guys balance that? I mean, is it like good cop, bad cop or what? I mean, I'll say Ben's a lot more like, hey, like look, look what Coach Dud's produced, look what he's done, and uh, and he'll go for it more in an athletic standpoint, and then I'll like come in with the academic part, of like, hey, look at what Ohio State will do for you uh, down down the line in the future. And I think with those two methods, I think uh, we're doing a pretty good job, and especially especially with the Texas guys down here, or um, that are interested in Ohio State, I'm definitely like, hey, like. We we need this spot or we need this position. You're that position. Look what we can do for you. So, what is your plan? I mean, from here, obviously, you're you're committed. There's not visits being made anywhere else. You're not, um, you know, flirting with other schools. When are you getting back to Columbus? What is your plan for enrollment? Um, and really, what what do you want to change about your game from now till your senior season? Well, my plan is uh, I'm definitely going to be there for the spring game, April 11th. I'm going to try to be there for uh, a camp so I can work with Coach Dad some more than my uh, official, which I believe is going to be June 12th through the 14th. And, um, excuse me. And then, uh, my plan to change between now and, oh, unfortunately, I can't really enroll. That's just one of my school's right. policies. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the but, uh, private schools yeah. have that happening. 
Yeah, but my plan from here until I arrive in Columbus is uh, just stay stay flexible. You know, um, make sure I can bend stronger, faster, and so just just be in the position where I can come in. They don't have to change too much because I'm already at a point where I can contribute. Now, it's, speaking of being flexible, you when you're recruiting like star really started to rise, you were looked at as a tackle. Your position has changed in the national rankings, and now you're the number one ranked guard in the country. You play primarily tackle in high school still, correct? Right. Is that something where you feel like you want to move inside now, or is it is Ohio State saying you're definitely going inside? How, do you, how does that play out for you in the future positionally? Well, in the future positionally, my high school needs me to tackle, so I'm going to stay there. But for Ohio State, it's just whatever Coach Dead tells me to play. I mean, I, I trust I trust Coach Dead with everything I have. So if he tells me to play like get behind center and be a punter, I'll be a punter. So, but um it's tackle and guard, it's definitely two different, I would say, philosophies, I right. would say. But I've I've been trained in both. So I I'm really confident in both tackle and guard. So wherever he tells me to play, I'll just go. I'll put my hand in the dirt or get in a kick step to block the wide nine, but I'll do whatever it takes. When you started to, to really uh, come to that decision, you were looking at schools like Alabama and Texas A&M, Texas, all the big schools in your area around the country. Ultimately, what made the difference for Ohio State? I mean, what was it? Like you said, you kept comparing everyone to Ohio State. What was the what was the, the real difference maker? Is it the people? Is it the, the campus? What, what was it that really kind of sold you uh, on a, on that as your future? Well, ultimately my recruiting, uh, well trail, I would say it really only came down to three schools. And so between those three schools, I kept circling things like, well, Ohio state has a better atmosphere. Ohio state has, I think better, uh, opportunities for my, and then uh, I, I based it off three things. It was the um, the alumni, the alumni base, like what that, what the alumni network, I would say. Sure. And uh, what what I can take away besides football, because obviously it is for everybody, but I want to make sure mine goes for as long as possible. And then um, just the academic standpoint, because uh, most most of my family are, are in education. My mom's a teacher. My aunt's a professor at UGA. And so I have a lot of professors in my family, so education is very important to me. Is that what you want to major in? Uh, I want to major in uh, sports management. Okay. How much conversation have you had with Paris, with Luke Whipler, with uh, um, uh, Trey LaRue, like those three early enrollees? Is, is there any conversation with those guys as you start to prepare yourself mentally for life beyond high school, or is it too early for that? I'll say it's too early for that. I haven't talked to those guys too much. I'm just kind of worried about being a 17-year-old for now. But once once I hang up my high school pads for the last time, that's when I'll start worrying about, okay, like I got to start getting ready for Ohio State. You know, I one of see the, what weight they want me to do. Sure. One of, one of the perks about com- committing early is that you can be a 17-year-old again, right? What are you doing? What, what, are yeah. you, what are you doing with your free time now that you're not stuck with all the recruiting crap? How do you how do you uh, unwind? Well, with the school I go to, my free time consists of homework. But um, other than that, you know, it's just uh, 
I really enjoyed, you know, I, I take joy in uh, training, working out because I know it helped me in the long run. Um, I don't play too many video games and just sleep. That's basically it. So you're not coming home on a Friday night and playing Call of Duty until three in the morning and. <laughs> oh, no, that's, that, that's not me at all. No. <laughs> well, I mean, that's probably a good thing. It, it keeps your mind a little sharp. So, I, Donovan, do you do any impressions? Uh, um, uh, yeah, I'll say I'll say I'm pretty good at it. Who? Give me your best impression, and if it's Greg Studerara, I want to hear it. Okay, I can't do Costa. My voice can't do that. Um, I'm putting you on the spot. Best impression. What is it? Let's hear it. I'm going to close my eyes and I'm just going to see like if I can, if I believe it. All right. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to do Coach Dad. Okay, go. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> All right. Um, how are we doing, D-Jack? That's actually pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> that's actually that's, pretty good. Every, every, time, every time he picks up the phone, that's what he says. That's, that's actually pretty good. All right, look, man, I'm going to let you get out of here. Thanks so much for your time. Uh, that's Donovan Jackson. I'm Jeremy Birmingham. This has been Bermanology on Letterman Row. Thanks for watching, folks. We'll catch you next time.